welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're full season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. Well, it's back-to-back bonus point wins for the Bristol as we ease past Worcester 27-5 at the gate. It took a while to get going on Saturday, but Bristol are starting to build momentum. In this show, we also look ahead to the start of the Premiership Rugby Cup campaign against Exeter. We give our thoughts on how the Bears should treat the competition this year and speculate on what team Pat will send to Sandy Park. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, we're recording as usual on uh, Sunday evening. Lee, thank you uh, once more for hosting. You're welcome, Tony. Good to see you, boys. Good to see you too. You look, you've got your Guns N' Roses t-shirt. Oh, is that right. a new one? Yeah, it is a new one. Yeah, I don't think it would have lasted the 30 years. I, but, uh, I can say it's very black. It doesn't look like it's been washed no, for 30 years. Brand spanking new Christmas present to myself and a little nod back to, uh, to days gone by, mate. Lovely, lovely. And uh, Miles, uh, good to see you. You had a... Looked like some of the photos after the game looked like you had a, a good time, uh, a few beers and uh, speaking to some of our listeners. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I mean, we met up with a couple of our followers beforehand, a lovely uh, Nick Howe, who came down from all over Northampton. Great lad, actually, really nice to meet him. And a couple of our fans afterwards, and then a bit tired, to be honest with you, TC. I had a few too many post-match beers with Lee, I'm afraid. I should have learned my lesson. It was nearly a, nearly a shopping trolley home moment. <laughs> uh, and uh, Pete, you, you're back from across the border. How was your uh, trip to... Uh the uh, to the what's it called now the Principality Stadium. Principality Stadium. Yeah, it was good. It was it was it was just said to Lee before we started. Watching international rugby is is good actually, and it is a different level. Um, and yeah, I mean it was pretty much full. Um, Wales were unlucky. I mean to be an independent observer it was quite interesting, and they were unlucky. I mean typical South Africans came back and won it. But the best bit of all was we had a there was a. Um, um, someone ran onto the pitch just underneath where we were. It wasn't me, and uh, and got in the way of Liam Williams, where he might have scored a try. Some idiot, and stewards then hauled him round the back. And as he went, everybody was lobbing full like beer glasses at him, and he got absolutely so. So did the stewards as well. So they were. It was. It didn't. It was. If he thought it was a bit of a gag, he, he was sorely mistaken. So. Yeah, it was quite amusing. But yeah, yeah, it was nice. Uh, you know, obviously I was disappointed not to be watching a thrilling game at Ashton Gate, but um, I suppose being at international rugby is a reasonable substitute. And uh, how was the uh, the sauna then? Right? Oh, the hot tub. Yeah, well. Yeah, hang on, for, for listeners, we should just, just point out that Pete, uh, I think, was uh, away with some friends, shall we say. Uh, <laughs> it's on our WhatsApp group, sent us a picture of him naked in a hot tub with four what looked like naked men well I mean yeah you're ex- you're assuming we were naked just because you could see our shoulders I mean obviously we were wearing speedos underneath yeah no we uh, because we were struggling to get any accommodation when we booked this we ended up hiring one of the lodges at Celtic Manor <laughs> which came with, with the sauna, hot tub and, and everything. So, well, why not? I mean, we I know we've got a few hot tub fans that listen to our show, so I was only doing it for them. Oh. <laughs> well, good to, to hear you had a, a, a good time. Uh, right, so on to the game. Uh, back-to-back bonus point wins, Bristol Bears 27, Worcester 5. Uh, Pete, I'm going to come to, to you first. Uh, when you saw the team sheet, on Friday, what were your thoughts? I was confident. I mean, I know that Worcester had won their previous game, but us coming home, I think we we got a bit of momentum against Irish. And I think in particular, I felt as though we'd, we'd got back to basics against Irish and had done, we did the forwards, we're doing the basics, we were defending well. And oh yeah, I know we let in a few tries, but that was some of those were towards the end. And I think, I, mean, I suppose my only perhaps surprise was that um, Alapati got put in at centre uh, in place of Jack Bates, who I, I think it, we all felt it deserved another another start. But uh, yeah, apart from that, it, there weren't that many changes. I think um, it was great to you know having Morahan back again or having Piatau. You know, we knew we had that little bit of extra class um, alongside the as uh, alongside a decent pack. So I was confident. Yeah, slight concern that Afoa was listed as unavailable. Yeah, I mean, you know, we. 
as we've alluded to on a few pods now, it, we don't quite know what's going on. And yeah, I guess perhaps without any disrespect to the man, uh, when you see, you know, Jake hasn't had the greatest start to the season and there was a slight worry that we had a, a, a kind of new front row. Uh, and obviously Thacker was starting on the back of a really good result, a really good performance, sorry, when he came on as sub against Irish. So possibly, you know, I, yeah, that was a concern, but, you know, it didn't really pan out like that, did it's, it? It certainly didn't. And Lee, uh, I mean, I was, uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make the game. I was down in Bournemouth with some friends for the weekend. Um, what, but, men? Sorry? Were they men? Uh, no, it was five couples. An even split of Fair men enough. and women. Um, but <laughs> even if it wasn't... Doesn't matter, does it? No. Um, so, Lee, I was following the game on my phone, mm-hmm. and I've got I've got alerts on my phone. You know, you get a little vibration when yeah. somebody scores. Well, I, I kept checking it to make sure <laughs> it hadn't run out of battery. Um, so, so tell me about that first. Well, tell me about that first thirty minutes. Uh, well, you basically just summed it up there, mate. There wasn't a lot. There wasn't any vibrating going on. So me and uh, me and Miles decided to take it upon ourselves to uh, to basically pop down and get a few more beers in. Um, but no, I mean the first thirty minutes was basically um, us soaking up a lot of pressure from Worcester. Um, they did have a couple of opportunities, but yeah, we didn't look like we were going to be breached that much. But that's all it was. Thirty minutes of basically a bit of to and fro in, soaking up the pressure. Um, and then it all got exciting five minutes before the end of half time, and then your phone must have been going mad for a few minutes. Yeah, I think I, uh, I might 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 have been uh, having a cheeky beer myself at that 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 point. So uh, let let's talk through that then. But I mean, they did have a try chalked off, didn't they, for a, a forward pass in the first half? Yeah. So so they were they were threatening. They were threatening, yeah. And like Pete had said earlier, actually, the forward pass was a. a a bit of a mistake really because it didn't need to be um, so they, they definitely failed on that opportunity but and like I say they, they did have chances but it wasn't like a game you were watching it and thinking we're really under the, the cosh here you know mm-hmm. um, but like I say I mean it was one of those first half really you could you could blink in and so it was totally forgettable for 30 yeah. minutes and then on 35 minutes Lee uh, Mr Fricker popped yeah. up and uh Finished off. Tell, tell me about the try. Yeah, he did. He was um, well. He, he scored his debut try didn't he last week, and now he's got two this week. So three and two games. Um, I'm trying to find my notes. I'm scattered all yeah, over the place what, what, here. What, what, was it his debut try, Fricker? Has he not scored? Well, Premiership was. Yeah. Scored yeah. loads in Europe last year. Didn't yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, run. But we got um, yeah. So we had a, a eight man push at the scrum, didn't we? And then good work by Heenan to get it out. And a lovely pass for them, if you've seen it from Morehand, yeah, yeah, yeah. out wide and Fricker took the chance and he was wide open then. So yeah. that opened the floodgates then for yeah. us. Yeah. And uh, then what was it? Just a couple of minutes later, um, looks like we maybe butchered an opportunity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then, then we score again. Great work by Leua to, to get the turnover back. And um, and we went up at the other end and this one really did. I was pleased for Sam Jeffries because... Two years out injured, and it was a career potentially career-ending injury. And to see, I mean, the way he sprinted over for the try, you'd think that he'd, he'd never been missing at all. Well, I was going um, to say tries like that from back row forwards. It's, it's, it's not. It's when you can really use the word gallop. Yes, can you? Uh, he yeah. definitely galloped over. Yeah. Well, he, did, he didn't look like a back row forward, did he? Oh, the way he, because uh, it, it was their yeah. winger, he took took yeah. up yeah. the outside, didn't he? Yeah. And, Crazy. Uh, great, great finish. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we all jumped up and applauded that. And uh, I mean, he has been a, like a new signing for us, hasn't he? Because uh, we'd actually forgotten because it was so long ago that he's been out. Mm. We'd forgotten he was on the books, and then obviously reintroduced a couple of weeks ago. And for me, he's he's looking the part, mate. Already, when yeah. you think at the beginning of the season, we were kind of worried about how much we were missing Ben Earl. Yeah, um, those sort of little. Worries have gone a little bit now, haven't they? It's not yeah. being meant, you know, Ben who? It's it's not being mentioned quite as much. So I think that's testament to how good he's been uh, so far. Yeah. yeah. So Pete, I know you weren't at the game, but thirteen nil up at half time. I know you've watched the the yeah. the game on the Premiership app. Uh, and for any listeners that don't know, uh, the day after the game, you can get all 
the, the full game are on the Gallagher Premiership app. So uh, if you do miss it or it's not on TV and you want to see the full game, uh, well worth checking that out. Well, so 13 yeah. nil up at half time. You thinking job done? Well, no, you never think job done. <laughs> with the Bears do you you never think job done and of course statistically second halves have sometimes been a bit of a problem for us and of course uh, they did go and score a try and a good try it was too and I think Lee mentioned I don't know if you mentioned it earlier but it, it was such a good try that I think even the Bristol fans were yeah. were applauding I mean what it was rugby league-esque wasn't it that mm. that kind of dive and I think as the bloke on comm said he put the ball in about the only point in space and time that he could have done to have scored a try so yeah. fair play and he's a young lad one of the young Worcester guys mm-hmm. and actually we're all rugby fans aren't we and we want to see yeah. young English lads and I assume he's English before someone pulls me off on it <laughs> uh, scoring great tries so fair play yeah and Miles I, I understand you, you you rose to applaud this try well, the crowd did. Well, the crowd did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you sat on your ass, did well, you? No. <laughs> That's very partisan of you. Well, I think the Worcester fans did. Was it Noah Heward? I mean, yeah. I mean, I presume that's presume he's English, English qualified the scorer. But um, it was a fantastic try, to be honest with you. Uh, excellent potential covering tackle from Bristol, but you know, it went to the TMO. Uh, a slight dive. I know you're not. I think officially allowed to sort of dive over the line, a stroke forward, forward the ball, but fantastic. And I thought, you know, that point, good on Worcester. Good, good try. But did you think they were going to come back then? Were you a little bit worried that, as uh, Pete had said, we've seen so often this season that shift in momentum all of a sudden, especially in second halves, that things start to go away from us. But fortunately, I believe... Well, that was at, so that was at 48 minutes, wasn't it, that, that yeah. fantastic try? So in case we were a little bit uh, scared there was going to be a comeback, Tom Whiteley then scored a minute later. And I think that sort of... Uh, 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 succumbed our sort of uh, scares as it were I mean that was an amazing an amazing try by Tom Whiteley uh, I think on the playback the problem, um, it was in the breakdown saw a gap uh, in, the, in the sort of centres uh, and did a typical Harry Randall sort of run through really but I thought even faster yeah great step inside sprinted it I mean he had a man inside should he have needed it but he was so quick I'm super impressed with Tom Whiteley and that was a great try by him. The late, great Lionel Blair would have been proud of that step, that, that <laughs> footwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bless him. Well, I mean, sadly passed away. Yeah, and, only, and only a few weeks ago, Lee had seen him at Chepstow as well, hadn't he? I did. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> this was like for, for, for pod aficionados. <laughs> we, we discussed the fact that Lee saw Lionel Blair at Chepstow or a lot of our look lab. Well, for, for anybody this, who was confused. <laughs> that listens to our podcast. Yeah. For the listeners, I should say, it wasn't actually Lionel Blair, but it was Mick Fitzgerald. <laughs> but, Pete, but Pete still swears it was Lionel himself. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so, uh, Miles, we're looking good then. Um, did you think after that, Whiteley, and I mean, it was a fabulous, fabulous uh, solo effort by him. Was it just a matter of time then, did you think? We'll, we'll wrap up the bonus point and... Uh, <laughs> Were you starting to get a little bit worried that it... Uh, I mean, that was scored. Whiteley was on 49 minutes. We're getting into the 70s and we still haven't got that. Well, absolutely. Uh, try. Yeah, so Sheedy obviously got the conversion because it was right under the post, wasn't it? It wasn't going to miss that one. Yes, it was another sort of 22 minutes, wasn't it, before we then before we scored again. And there was a Uneventful bit of... Uninventful 22 There was a bit of well. stupid sort of uh, kicking tennis going on, wasn't there, for about five minutes. I don't know whether this new 50-22 rule is causing that. Quite a lot of the Bristol players and actually the Worcester players appeared to try and uh, get those kicks, mm. both failing dismally. Uh, and then, sadly, I think we were waiting for sort of Worcester to muck up and it was, it was Bristol who did in the end and dropped it. It wasn't much fun for 20 minutes, pretty uneventful, but obviously came good in the sort of 70 plus minutes and then Fricker goes in and, and gets the uh, the fourth try well absolutely I mean another fantastic try um, yeah, he's he's fast that boy isn't he and he's he seems really good out on the wing I mean, that's his sort of natural position and I think without Purdy at the moment him and Morahan 
are playing those positions brilliantly. Yeah, but we should say as well, it was it was actually great work by Whiteley because it was a quick mm. tap and go, yeah. which started the whole mm. thing, the momentum for it. So again, like Miles has said, when Whiteley came on, he definitely added a, a new dimension. I just want to check as well, maybe come to you, Lee. The, I mean, I think Andy Urin came off, was it just early in the second half? Um, I, I read reports he had a bit of a bit of a mare and and then was he hoiked off by Pam? Yeah, he was. I mean, to be fair though, it was uh, was it Sheedy? I think that she, it was a kick, wasn't it? it was, and then yeah. Sheedy faffed around with it, got yeah. caught, threw it to Arendt, who then Hospital started running yeah. sideways and backwards towards, and then thinking Panicking. he could, could out sprint, realised he could, and then tried to boot it on the run, and it was a shambles. And then, uh, and then he got subbed straight after. <laughs> and then to cap it all, Whiteley comes on and scores a try straight yeah. away. It's one of those kind of difficult ones for poor old Andy. And I was looking at the stats. Um, mm. Whiteley, uh, who paid, what, most of the second half, yeah. 63 metres from five carries. Uh, Andy had one metre from six carries. <laughs> yeah. uh, but so, I think you've got to be fair to Andy. I mean, we have alluded to the fact that we had to soak up quite a lot of pressure yeah. in the first yeah, half. Yeah, and yeah. I think, to be fair to him, from my observations of watching the first half, and he he, he kicks well. He, he cleared the lines really well. He... I mean, he yaps around like a little Bristol Terrier. I mean, when you're listening to it on the... On the um, is that a breed of dog? It is, yeah. the Bristol Terrier. Have you not heard of it? No, it's, no. It looks just like Andy Arendt. Oh, no. It's got a haircut just like that. And But when you listen to it on the old the playback, he is constantly... He's like a little annoying kid in like a year seven kid in one of my classes. He's constantly interrupting a sentence to tell you something. Um, you know, you'll know that. But uh, but yeah, so I think it's let's be fair to him. He he had a, you know he did what he had to do. He, yeah. He's got a job to yeah. do in the first half, and it was just unfortunate that that moment he got subbed, and it, it just was compounded by Whiteley. And we need competition, though, don't we? You'll know that. Andy oh, knows that. Yeah, yeah. Comes back strong, and especially with Randall out for yeah. you know seven eight weeks now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think we we said as well last week on the pod. I mean, Pat's they kind of. Lost it a bit with Sheedy, didn't he? Last last game, and so I think he's he's like those errors now, those individual but errors. He's so mm. fed up. Yeah. With but I think now. that's good. It yes. shows that nobody, yeah, nobody is completely secure. And and you've got and he says this that this is how the system works. Everybody does the right thing for the team. And if yeah. you suddenly go off script or do something that's not good for the team, he, he'll hoik you. And you, I mean, you could you could actually point to the fact. I mean, that look at look could, at Miles. He had two weeks off the pod. I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But you could you could point to the fact that Whiteley, the tries that Whiteley scored, uh, the strikes scored, and the uh, the second one that he made, Uren wouldn't have made those uh, an option at all because of, because he plays a different way. So, you know, what I mean, Whiteley coming on did change things for the mm-hmm. for the good anyway. So, you yeah, know, love it. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of those. Uh, I mean, Luke Moraham was out front with 128 meters from 12 carries. Uh, Anapati Leo, uh, 70 metres from eight carries. Whiteley, 63 metres from five carries. And Toby uh, Fricker, 57 metres from nine carries. So, uh, you know, it's good, to, isn't it, to see Anapati getting that kind yeah. of... Uh, and, and yeah. you know, I, again, I'll ask the three of you, deserved man of the match? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think he was outstanding. I mean... Yeah, we kind of pulled him a couple of weeks ago on the pod, didn't we? Saying that his legs had gone poor, Luke. And to be fair, since then he's he's come on leaps and bounds again. And I think this was for me, this was uh, Alapati his his best game for Bristol, in my opinion. Cool, cool. So let's talk about some of the other performances then. Uh, Pete, maybe if you want to talk about the uh, the front five and uh, you know. I'll be honest, I, I had some concerns about our front row, but, uh, you know, what I've seen from the highlights and reading the reports, actually, we did more of the dishing out yeah. in the front yeah. row than uh, on the receiving end of things. I know, and I think I think a lot of people have been saying and would agree that it was probably Max Laheef's best game for, for, for Bristol. Um, he wasn't just quality in the scrum and, and, and solid in the scrum. I mean, he, he was around the park and he, he made a few metres, I think. And, you know, we do, we need... We need that. We know it's such a crucial mm. part of the game. We we need them on a similar level so that we're so that they're all competing and firing. And, and and fair play to Jake when he came in as well. 
played really well. I mean, he's cut Hang his beard. We, we just need to clarify when you say Jake, 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 got, Jake Woolmore, we've got Jake about seventeen yeah, yeah, yeah. now in the squad. I bet, we? yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Jake Woolmore again. You know, slight reservations as we said, but he shaped maybe the fact he's taken his beard off helped because he was a bit more streamlined, and I think that that gave him that little marginal gain. I mean, he did tire a little bit in the second half, and the scrum started to go the other way, but then. You know, Pat, Pat made the change. So, yeah, and then, I mean, you know, you just love it when Joyce and Atwood are playing. I mean, it's it's a spine, isn't it? It's a Bristolian yeah. spine. Mm-hmm. And you just know that all you're going to get from them is 100%. So, so I thought, you know, brilliant. Again, at the end of the day, the defence was brilliant, I thought. Yeah. The, and we ha- we've said this, it's all very well having talking about coast-to-coast rugby, but you don't get that unless you get some sort of confidence from your forwards and some domination at key moments and and when you know can you imagine when you got you look at the boys Joycey and Atwood in front of you that's going to inspire you so I mean great great performance from both of those as a team effort and whilst let me come to you let's look at that uh, that back row uh, Jeffries Heenan and Hardin now at the start of the season if you'd said to me uh, you know six seven eight games in mm. that would be our, our our back three and a back three that are performing really well I I, I I would have kind of carted you off somewhere. I, I just wouldn't have been yeah, in, a, in a house yeah. to try. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But uh, your, your thoughts I mean, I think you're right. I mean, you know, as, as we know that uh, Nathan Hughes hasn't p- played at all recently. Uh, and to find we've got such enthusiastic youngsters in the team, Fitz Harding, as we've seen in the last few matches, has been fantastic. His strength uh, and offloads have been brilliant. Sam Jeffries, I mean, he made 35 metres, probably for nearly that one run where he got the try. Uh, and it's only Heenan, I think, he got subbed off. So to think that, uh, I think I'm right, that Jeffries and Harding played the entire match was just brilliant. Um, and Jake Heenan obviously got subbed for Dan Thomas at 65. But yeah, to find those youngsters slotting in in the back row without Captain Fantastic like Leua, um, sorry, um, Lua Tua, um, it's just brilliant and it's fantastic for the future of the uh, the team. Interesting little stat actually from the comms, having watched it, was that when Kitchener, you know, our friend Kitchener went <laughs> off quite yeah, early. That was his brother the, though. The, no, yeah, Andrew Kitchener. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, Andrew Kitchener, the one we did. Yeah. He went off early. The replacement second row was Fitz Harding's captain at Durham University. So his uh, kind of, uh, his, it? it was, it was uh, so obviously he's coming on as a sub but Worcester is sort of, you know, a bit of an unknown and, and he's coming on to see his, his former kind of lieutenant uh, established. So it, was, it gave that little mm. little extra, little mm. uh, baby, little bit of university niggle. A little university challenge there was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought that, that's a testament of how far Harding has come. Oh, yeah. right. And can I just say for filthy rig readers, expect that one in the, <laughs> yeah. uh, in the column on Wednesday when it's, it comes out, but a university wow. challenge. time. Um, Lee, uh, Callum Sheedy, how, how was his performance? Well, I mean, we talked about Andy Uri, we talked about Whiteley, but yeah. Sheedy. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who's still, he's still not quite clicking into place just yet, but he's, he's a guy you can see he's trying desperately hard to get himself back in some shape and some form. Um, his kicking generally was was on point. Um, I thought Sheedy did, did well there. Did it a post again. Yeah. So it's another blast from the past. <laughs> good old, good old days. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I thought I thought he was much more. I hate to use the miles, you know, saying, but solid. Yeah. Without being spectacular, but he's nailing down the basics now. And apart from there was one incident where he kicked the ball dead, which you know, kind of, you know, there was a few grunts and groans in the crowd. But I mean, apart from that, you could see he's trying desperately hard to play himself back into some form and. Um, you know, I think we need to get behind him actually and you know, he's still a young lad a lot of weight on his shoulders and I think that you know he will come good again you know yeah, yeah. and Miles let me come to you uh, I mean Toby Fricker is you know while we've got people out injured we, we, we talked about on the pod this problem mm. of who, who takes the other wing if Morahan's back and you know that, that that's that's a gimme isn't it that, that, that he's in do you think Frick has established himself on the opposite wing now um, well, I think whilst we've got this injury woes, yeah, I mean, the last couple of matches, you know, bar a slightly high uh, tap body blow last week, an attempted tackle. Well, the Joycey head back. Yeah, that was, that was the one. Um, I don't think he really put too too much of a, a, a step wrong this week. I mean, he has some fantastic runs, two great tries. 
and it's hard to really see where we are, you know, not playing him unless um, um, Purdy comes back in. But I think he's brilliant. He's been playing really well. And Morahan, good to see him back performing. You know, that's great metres, isn't it? What, uh, what did we say, 128? 128. I mean, yeah. he was just fantastic. He, 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 we know his absolute quality and I think he sort of solidifies that uh, position on the wing. When you've got him there, I think the team play a lot better. The confidence is better on the wing. And, and he's just got a few, you know, some extra skills and kicks and, and, you know, we know he's a great runner. Well, Pete said about the defence. I mean, Morahan is, is, we all know he's great going forward yeah. in attack. Mm. But what he gives us defensively is, again, it's another dimension because he's very hard to run past. We all know that because he's so quick. But he is absolutely solid defensively. And, you know, that's exactly what you need. And that's why, you know, Worcester only scored five points, one of the reasons. And, uh, and our little mate Toby hasn't got much running to do this no, week, has so, he? He's so elusive. Mm. Yeah. He's like a he's like a velvet suit, isn't he? Like he's just he's just class but soft and I just you know, if he was a bed sheet he'd be silk, wouldn't he? Like, cotton. <laughs> have you got a velvet suit there, Pete? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm you, how can you speak I, so I, knowingly? Oh a, a, a crush velvet suit. Everyone wants one of them, Tom, don't you, they? You could be the Austin oh, Powers des- of BS3. I'm desperate. <laughs> I am desperate to get a velvet suit. But I don't think I could pull it off like Luke could. Uh, right. So uh and Piatau, I'm interested, you know, you look at the stats and again, it looks like he had a quiet game, but but Lee, you know, tell me, yeah, Charles. Well, I mean, again, the, I think the problem we're having at the moment is that we're actually not getting Charles Piatau into the positions where he can start to hurt teams. And I think that's becoming a bit of an issue because we all know that if we can create a bit of space and he's got some something to run into... He's lethal, wasn't he? And that's why, you know, was it last season he was 100 metres every every game, pretty much mm-hmm. average. But I don't think we're getting him into those positions at the moment. So he kind of is not being able to do play his, his, not his natural game. Mm-hmm. And I think really, I mean, he was, again, he was solid. He was, you know, he performed well, didn't do anything wrong. Um, I mean, you couldn't have really done anything with their try. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it was so well taken. But I just think it's more of an issue of we're not getting him into those positions where he can wreak havoc on the on the other team's defence. I think one of the things that I, I I like is, and it just it's from the fitness point of view as well. You know, the start of the season he was pretty much coming off sixty minutes mm. every yeah. game. Yeah. I think it was mm. about 74, 75 yeah. minutes yeah. before Lloyd yeah. came on. So hopefully, you know, these little niggles he's had with his Achilles. Mm. That, that, that there's more confidence now that we can actually get a close to a full yeah. 80 minutes out. He, he, he was a very similar performance to Irish, wasn't it? He, he didn't yeah. make many metres, but the metres he made were important. They mm. And I think he, he strikes fear into the opposition and and potentially, you know, creates space elsewhere. Did you notice, boys, that I just seem to notice from watching it on the video that he, he was taking quite a lot of the ball at, at 12. He was coming into the line yeah. off, off Sheedy a few times. And I, I like that as well because... I think he, you know, that shows he wants to get involved in the game, and I'm sure it's all it's a set pattern. But I think we need he's a big player that needs to be in the thick of the action. And even if it's only a yard or two here, he has to be in the action the whole time. So it will come, you know, it will yeah. come. I, I thought again, I just my observation was that he was he didn't he was he was I'd rather have him play in there than not at all. He was, you know, if he doesn't do a, a 90 yard break, it doesn't matter. We still got four four tries, didn't we? It's a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. Well, let's let's have a look at some more of the stats. It's pretty even on possession, forty nine to fifty one. Territory wise, Worcester had fifty eight percent of the, the territory. Tackles, Bristol made one hundred and twenty four. Worcester one hundred and fifteen. But a really telling stat was our success in the tackle was seventy nine percent. Worcester's was only six sixty five percent. So they they missed one in three. Uh, tackles uh, and then metre wise we got 506 metres to their 289 just want to shout out as well we, we talked about the boys going forward with the metres but Jake Heenan 15 tackles no missed tackles Jake Woolmore 13 tackles no missed tackles uh, Fitzharden 10 tackles no missed tackles so that just goes to show what a, a really good solid defensive performance um, let's have a look at some of the other 
um, games from the weekend. I go to this is becoming a regular thing now for Lee to comment on the Bath uh, result. Uh, Leicester forty points, Bath twenty three. Well, you've come to me for the Bath result, haven't you? Because you know I had money, I had money on Tigers to win by quite a big margin. So uh, I hate to say it, but Bath let me down rather spectacularly, and um, actually performed quite well, didn't they? They had a, a lot of the the youngsters in the side and. Mm-hmm. You know, the way Tigers have started the season, I thought this is going to be an absolute gubbin, mm. to be honest. But, um, no, I hate doing it, but full credit to Bath, and they they, they played well. Yeah. Still lost, though. Still lost, and still bottom. Still bottom of the table. Okay. <laughs> and no more points than they had uh, three weeks ago. Um, Pete, let me come to you next. Uh, got to be the game of uh, the weekend. Saracens... 34, Irish 34. It was almost, I mean, we're back into the territory of us losing against Harlequins in the semi final. This was an unbelievable turnaround. Were they 26 points down yeah. and down to 14 men? And they scored four tries late on in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's extraordinary. And, and this is the second season in a row that Irish have had a 34-all draw. Obviously, the other one against us. I mean, mm. has that ever been done? Has a team ever had consecutive draws with the same score? When you think about the potential number of points on a rugby pitch, that mm. is extraordinary. i got to love Irish, haven't you? Yeah. We love Irish. We love Jerry, who comes on the pod and tells us that we're always going to beat them. Um, we love him for that. But we also love Irish. We love their stadium. Um, and uh, yeah, fair play to them. What a great, what what a, what a great kind of spectacle for Premiership rugby as well. So, and if nobody, if people haven't put money on the number of draws, uh, don't blame us because we told you we put uh, money on this. Yeah. Telling you, so that's at eight games, three, three draws. draws. So they've drawn a third of their games. If you put a tenner on them to draw in those eight games, you would be sitting on a nice pot of money. And God knows what the 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 Odds would have been for a draw against Saracens yeah. at, uh, at their Ooh, place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we had Sale thirty points to six. Good win against uh, Northampton up in the the northwest. Uh, Miles, going to come to you. Um, Exeter fourteen, Newcastle fifteen. Well, your what, second what, what, team. Miles. What's happening with your second well, team? I, Miles? <laughs> I think my Sarries mates probably be crying. I'm crying now. I mean, I do not know. I, to be fair, I didn't see the Exeter team sheets. I don't know who they were playing. Obviously, got a few England internationals out this weekend. But I. But, would, but they had Sam Simmons. But back. they did have Sam Simmons. Back, back, yeah. Absolutely, and he's normally an amazing player. And, you know, gets a few tries, creates a few. I would not, would not in a million years have seen Newcastle going down there and beating Chiefs at Sandy Park. What a great result for them. That, that was their first ever win at Sandy Park as well, by the way. Five ever. Months, ever. So, so Good on them. what's that? Exeter lost to London Irish, yeah. and now Newcastle. At home, in yeah. Consecutive mm. home games. They're f- four and four. Um <laughs> It's interesting, isn't it? You know, is the dynasty yeah. starting to, to to look a bit shaky? Probably have to eat my words come oh, <laughs> spring. Uh, Early oh, days, too. Early days. Uh, and then today's game, uh, Wasps 16, Quinns 26. And I believe Wasps were 16 nil up at half-time. Oh, yeah. So Quinns do it again. The second half team. You can't write them off, can they, you, Lee? They never give up, do they? Absolutely never give up. So full credit to them. Okay, so uh, that rounds up this weekend. As we say, uh, great to see Bristol get that uh, second bonus point win uh, in on a trot uh, on the trot. You're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout, and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate. And on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Uh, and just, um, I think we had a passing mention to, uh, uh, of it uh, when we were talking about the Worcester game. But young Toby, who's committed to run a kilometre for um, every point that's conceded by Bristol this season. I mean, he, he's probably run to John O'Groats and back so far. <laughs> but five points, Toby, 5k to do this week. 
how fantastic is that? You won't know what to do with yourself. Yeah. Well, he's, he's probably sat at home with the with the uh, Haribos now, hasn't he? The Halloween uh, mix, you know what I mean? With his feet up on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. Bless him. Right. Um, so now let's talk about Premiership Rugby Cup. This competition uh, restarts. Of course, we didn't have it last year. Um, and we are away to Exeter. First game, Saturday the 13th of November, 3pm kickoff at Sandy Park. Um Pete, let me come to you. Um, it's always interesting, isn't it, the, this kind of Premiership Rugby Cup, depending on your, how you're doing and, I suppose, injuries. But how do you think the Bears are going to approach it this season? Um, are we going to try and keep that winning momentum that we, we've started? Or is it just too risky? Is this the opportunity to blood a lot of youngsters and give them a bit of competitive game time? Well, I think a bit of both, Tony, a bit of both. I think we need games for the squad to play in. And and given what we've seen so far this season, that we've had to bring in a few young lads who have, have performed admirably, Bates and um, and Fricker, and, and, and to be fair, Hart, um, Fitz Harding early on, I think this shows that we, we need to give these boys some game time. I know we've had some dual registrations and they're playing in local leagues, but I think that... Maybe we look at the two games in, in slight isolation is that the, perhaps the first game next week against Exeter, we send down quite a young, fresh team, maybe a few old heads on the bench just to kind of to give them that experience, but try and use that to get a bit of blood time. And then the Worcester game the week after, maybe then get more of the first team that are going to play against Northampton on the bench maybe, or, or just give them you know, 20 minutes, maybe half an hour, I don't know, in the second half just to get there their match sharpness back again. So I think I think whatever will happen, um, Pat will be using it very, very strategically. But I think it's a great opportunity to get some of our young lads out there. So we need to get those boys, people like Powell, people like um, um, Harry Ashall, maybe a few others. You know, some these young ones that are maybe Antoine Frisch again, because we haven't had him. So, yeah. Well, let's, let, let's talk yeah. about that because it, it is going to be fascinating. And just so listeners know, we're not going to do our predictions for this game because... We just do not know what type of 15 that Pat's going to put out. But we're going to try and give us give, give our best guess. So, first of all, Pete, um, I want you to predict the starting lineup from yeah. 1 to 5. Well, I think 1, I think Jake will get a start at 1 again. Because I think we need to get some momentum going with Jake. Because we need him. We will need, We need him to be playing like that whenever he plays. So I think Jake will won. I think possibly Capon will come in because we know there's not a huge difference between Kerr, Capon and Thacker. Capon had a bit of a blow, got subbed. I think it's a good opportunity to get him back in the in the fold and perhaps have Kerr on the bench because he didn't get on on Saturday. Mm. Give Thacker a break again. So I'm thinking Capon. Come on. Did he come on at the end? Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah, Possibly yeah. one of those two on the bench, but Capon starting. And then Tighthead's interesting I think we'll give Big Jake Armstrong a, a start. I just think we need, you know, he's on the bench. He's he's we we are we do have reservations about his ability, but he he is on the bench. He has to do a job, and we, he needs confidence. And I think this would be a great opportunity against Exeter. Mm. So you know we don't know what they're going to put out, but going to Sandy Park, get Jake Armstrong to yeah. start at tight head. So now that's me three. I, th- I think there's a confidence thing, isn't there? But there's also we really can't afford with a foa. I mean, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Sinclair's definitely with England. We can't afford yeah, to get, get one like a Lahif injured, really, can we? So I think Jake Armstrong yeah, will a, play. It's, a, it's, it's, it's almost a no-brainer for, for many reasons. So then, so that's me, me three. And then me two, I, I think John Hawkins has got to get a start. I think yeah, he showed sure. enough against Irish to show that he's... Then he needs game time. He, he's mm. got the ability, he just needs that game time. So Hawkins will start. And I'm not sure how far away Holmes is on whether he's injured or... Well, I don't think he's listed he's, as he's unavailable. Injured. So, I mean, no. he needs to... He's had a couple of weeks off and with the bye week as well. We don't want someone like Holmes getting a bit rusty. Mm. We don't want him ring rusty don't when we, we need him. You never want a rusty so we ring. Need to, we don't want a rusty ring. We don't want, so we need to give Holmes a bit of time to uh, re-lubricate. So I would say, this is just a, everyone would disagree, but I'm going to say Hawkins and Holmes. H&H, it sounds like some sort of estate agency. Isn't it? <laughs> that's that's the names I had down on my list. What, what, I'm just going to throw uh, uh, one in there for the front row. Um, what about Kloska? Kloska, you see, I was looking at Klosk. I think bench, for sure. 
Mm. Bench and come on when Armstrong starts blowing. Well, he's he's, he's loose <laughs> head, isn't oh, he? He's he's loose head. Head. Well, we can always swap things around. Well, I I, th- I think you'll see like a Jan Thomas or a Max Lee yeah. on the bench that can play head. across either, yeah. but only if we need to bring in a, a tight head. Yeah. I I wonder whether they will give Kloska a bit of game time. And now so. they're trying and to convert him. He's done well, hasn't he? Is when he's come on. Oscar as well. He scored a try, didn't he, on his debut? Was it? Well, that was played. a hooker, wasn't that it? That was a hooker. Yeah, yeah, that was the right. game yeah. last season. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no. he's, a, he's a willing. He's a. He's another meter, isn't he? Yeah. He's a yeah. willing. He will put his your body on the line for the boys. Right, Lee. Any anybody else? Any other thoughts on that? That one to five. No, I think that's a pretty good top five, to be honest. Yeah. Well done, Pete. Well done, Pete. Yeah. Right. Let me come to you <laughs> now, then, Lee. Uh, talk me through six to ten. Okay. So number six for me, I mean, there's only one standout if we're, if we're talking about, because I do agree with Pete as well about bringing the youngsters in for this game. So there's only one standout of six, and that would be James Dunn, because I think he's he's performed really well when he's been on the pitch for us. Um, so James Dunn's my number six. Number seven is quite easy, really. I think Dan Thomas is one of those experienced heads that we've got, you know, that we will play. Um, bit of game time, bit of uh, bit of nice, bit of strength at seven. Um, and again, sticking with the old heads, I think we'll we'll reintroduce Mister uh, Mister Kebab Gate himself. Nathan Hughes will be back um, just to give a bit of bit of grunt at eight and a bit of experience. I mean, with Tom, experience. Thomas and Hughes, you get a lot of yes experience and leadership there. Don't yes, you? that's yeah. right. And you know, like old heads to to give the youngsters a bit of uh, confidence as well. Um, now at nine, I'm gonna. I think you guys are gonna disagree with this, <laughs> but I'm gonna play Whiteley. I'm gonna stick with Tom Whiteley because I think um, he hasn't had many minutes, and I think it'll be good to get him on the pitch. And also, I think that what he will give us at nine will will could be that that kind of game changing influence, uh, that little bit of spark, a little bit of live wire that he would uh, he would bring to us. Um, and then at ten, I think we've got to bring. Young Lloyd back in and and give him a go at ten because you know he would have been playing this week, wouldn't he? If Callum would have been um, with Wells, yeah, yeah. So I think he's he's all primed, he's ready, he's done done all his training and um, and Lloyd at ten for me. What, what what would you guys think about scrum half? Uh, go to? Yeah, I, I I think it's interesting because now I mean Randall was going to be away with England, but we know he's injured now for what was it seven weeks? I think they said with that that hip flexor. I suppose there's a slight risk that, you know, do you want to keep Uren and Whiteley for keep keep them safe? Um, but then I think what's what's the name of the guy? Theo Strang. Theo Strang, Got you know. Wings. That that would be a big ass to to start him at mm. nine, wouldn't it? So mm. I think on balance, probably Whiteley will play, but it would be nice to see uh, Strang get uh, get beyond the bench and get get, get mm. a little bit of time. Get the, yeah, get the strang of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, Miles, let's go eleven through to fifteen. What uh, what are your choices? Well, I mean, I don't think <laughs> as I must I'd love to. I don't think we're going to blood an entire academy side to go down to Sandy Park next weekend. I think you boys have sort of agreed that we're going to have to sub some of the stalwarts in there. And I think um, so. You, you obviously said Lloyd at ten. I think uh, I think Fricker's you know put Fricker on the ring. He hasn't played a lot of games, and he's you know we know his quality. So I think Fricker maybe at eleven. Outside, uh, sorry, inside centre. Well, uh, well Bedlow is he is he down as injured? No, I don't think. I'm so. not sure really. I'm not sure if he was actually on. That. Um, so you could put Bedlow in there. Antoine Frisch, um, he's been on the. Bench once, hasn't he? And that's about it. I mean, we need to see him play. Start in Newcastle. Start start in Newcastle. I'd start Antoine Frisch. Um, Tony Frisch. uh, Indeed. Our mate uh, Adia Loken, I think, is realistically going to have to come on the other wing. He's quick, but... uh, Outside centre. Outside centre, sorry. Uh, Who's going to be outside centre? Well, what does Frisch play? Inside. Inside centre. Chat Bates? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jack, Jack, yeah. Jack Plates, Jack Plates, absolutely. So you're going Adelou, Adelou, on the other wing. Who's at fullback? Well, who is there? I mean, I've got just Charlie Powell's a utility back. Has he ever played? Yeah, he could play fullback. Yeah, but then he's played fullback. 
could, you know, on, on another note, would you put Eden as fly and then Lloyd as as a solid uh, number 15? I, what about Charles Piertow? He needs to get his meter stats up, doesn't he? he? I reckon he'd fancy one Premiership Cup game I, I to get those stats I, I, I don't think they count for the stats, does it? It's not in his contract. I, I, yeah. I think one thing we can be sure of, Charles, <laughs> yeah, Charles yeah. won't play at 15, but that's, it is interesting yeah. who... Who does play at, uh, at 15? Unless, unless Purdy's close to coming back, we don't know. And, and maybe Morahan, well, he probably doesn't want to play Morahan at 15 to keep him fresh, but maybe if Purdy's back coming back from injury, that's something we don't know about. You would have thought he might put him there because he has played there, but only if it's a, if he's coming back. Has so Bedloe played fullback? Before, really, I don't, don't know. Think don't, so. don't, don't don't think fly so. half and centre, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, th- I, th- I think that would be fascinating. I mean, I, I I've got a question mark there. You know, um, I think it would be right to start Lloyd. But let me give you this one: if Sheedy is released from Wales again, mm. you know, does Sheedy start at ten and Lloyd play at fifteen? Do you bring e- uh, Tiff Eden back in to try and get mm. a bit of game time? Start him at ten mm. and Lloyd at fifteen, but. My, my, my gut is that actually to see Yoan Lloyd play two well, games at yeah. 10 in the next two weeks would really yeah. help us see, you know, where he is on his... The question is, who do we think is our understudy fly-off? Yeah. So who is it Lloyd or is it is it Eden or well, is it Lloyd? Lloyd isn't it? It's Lloyd. So, Lloyd. He has yeah. to, so by that definition, it doesn't make any sense not to play anyone but Lloyd, even despite he'll have to muddle around with someone else for fullback. Yeah. If he's a 10, he's, if he's got to get a game time at 10, yeah. if that's what Pat believes, yeah. which I think he must do. And I mean, we're not sure where we are with fitness and, and injuries, but you know, you could see John Afoa putting his hand up to play at 15. I think yeah. he'd quite fancy that, wouldn't he? <laughs> I think all, he was all, all that time. Superman. He'll yeah. be trying the old fifty twenty two every chance he gets. I mean, you could say because Morahan's not had a lot of game time, so Morahan could slot in at fullback, couldn't he? Uh, absolutely. Potentially again. That 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 would be fascinating. I think um, a couple of of wild cards for me. Um, I I wonder if some of these boys that are dual registered whether we might pull one of the two of them back. So. Possibly Alex Groves to, to come in. Second row. Uh, second row. Mm-hmm. If not to start on the bench, because he's you know yeah. been tearing yeah. it up for England under-20s. Um, uh, Diego Bailey as well. If, if, we, if, if we are short of wingers, and I don't know if he can play at full-back, but whether we pull him back. And here's my most surprising one. Um, would we put on the bench just to have a little look at Jack Lloyd? Yeah, oh, good you know, playing at Clifton, yeah, he's, doing well. He's doing well. You know, is this an opportunity to see? You know, he's still a young lad, but you know, so was his brother when we we, we threw him in. But you, I, I just, laugh. I think the only thing against that is that when you look at the first team squad, Charlie Powell is now a first team squad player. He's not yeah. integrated academy. He's first team, mm. and if he's fit and he has played at foot I would have thought he's got to be he has to be first in the queue what's the point of giving him a contract no 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 mm. I think that's fair as I say I could possibly see these three mm. yeah. being on the bench, the bench and getting yeah. some, some some exposure good chat eh? but uh, yeah we, we will wait and see um, you know it's clear we don't really don't know you know, Pat's thinking on this, what kind of team. So it's going to be very difficult for us to do our normal predictions. Can I just say that um, last week in the predictions, we all went for a Bristol win, but uh, I believe, Pete, you were the closest with uh, predicting 30 points to 15 for the win. But did Um, you go with that same prediction for the Predictor League, for our Predictor League? I bet you changed. Well, you it. don't. No, you don't predict the score. No, you just, just predict the result. Oh, you, see yeah. you see, if you joined it, you'd know that. Link. Yeah. <laughs> but, talking of which, just having a quick look, Tone. And you're still not bottom. I'm still not bottom. I'm still twenty first. <laughs> as I was last. You just just scroll up to the top. Where am I? You are. Are you TC and BS three? Yeah. Second. Peaking early. Oh, Peaking early. Yeah. I'm doing exactly. I'm mirroring our season. Starting yeah. slowly and then I'm building momentum. It's, it's at the end of the season, this matters. Okay, Not now. okay. Who's top? Let's give a shout out to who's top. Top is PJO60. Right. Snappy well, title. Don't know who that is. <laughs> let's, let's, let's. you, Miles. No. Okay. 
All right, so... so <laughs> in nil-nil draws. <laughs> we, we think it's really difficult to, to work out the team, so it's very difficult to make a prediction. So instead, we're going to give our predictions for the England-Australia game, which is on, uh, on Saturday in the Autumn Nations series. I'm going to come to Miles first. Uh, your prediction for England against Australia at Twickers. Do you want you want an actual scoreline? Do you? I do want the scoreline. Okay. Line. That's well, that's the thing yeah. we've been doing for the last <laughs> two seasons. Okay. Well, no, because yeah. he hasn't been here, has he? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's having a refresh. Well, I don't think we can take too much out of a sixty-nine to three win against Tonga. To be perfectly honest with you, however, um, I think we'll get the win against Australia. Um, and I'm going to go for, I haven't seen the Aussies, but I'm going to go for a 22 to 15 to England. 22. So quite close. 15. Uh, I'm going to come to Pete next. Yep. Uh, your prediction. What's that? England, Australia. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still looking at the predictor league. I just saw that I got a four right. Um, England, Australia. Well, I mean, what's the point? of supporting England if we don't think they're going to win every game despite what Eddie Jones does from time to time so I think we will Fortress Twickenham looking good Marcus Smith starting solid pack Ben Young's Uh, Ben Young's undoubtedly starting at scrum half so I think it will be what did you say Miles? 22-15 I was going to say I think it will be 17-12. Lee, your prediction, sir? Well, I agree. I think we've warmed up nicely with Tonga. I don't think what I saw of Australia against Scotland, they didn't really fill me with any dread. Um, and my scoreline is going to go going to be a bit higher, actually, a bit more positive. Yeah. I'm going to. I think we're going to we're going to beat the Aussies thirty points to fifteen. So. Oh, big thirty fifteen. Uh, Right, I, I'm going to go 28-14 win for England. I think this is Marcus Smith showing yeah. that he's, he's real quality uh, on the international yeah. stage. Yeah. Agreed. Um, although I couldn't see the Bristol game, I did see most of the England game. And I couldn't help but think that, you know, Ben Young's, he, he started and he got the, the, you know, he's a couple of tries. But uh, is it Mitchell, the guy that Alex came on? Mitchell. Alex Mitchell. Couldn't help think that should have <sighs> been Randall scoring yeah. international tries for England mm. and tweaking them in front of the full house so you know, didn't get hot, cool. hot struck off oh no that was later on sorry no yeah yeah, yeah. Um, a paddle boarding yeah, yeah. how I mean you know every time we send him to England he, he gets packaged up and sent back broken um and look, you two do paddleboarding, yeah. Miles and Pete. I mean, it's, they're not it's supposed not, to use Randall as a paddle. <laughs> it's not. It's not exactly <laughs> a board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's, seen you two. I mean, <laughs> I can't. I mean, you don't even break into a sweat when you're you're on there, unless it's a really hot day and you've got your thick wetsuit on. Yeah, no. I mean, it is it is inexplicable. I mean, it's obviously some sort of technique issue. So if uh, if Harry has got a bit of spare time, I mean, obviously Miles and I are very welcome to give him a free taster session down at Baltic Wharf to show him how to how to, to get do the correct paddle technique because there is a technique to it yeah. that does avoid pulling your uh, your abductor for, for the listeners Pete's actually showing us this yeah. technique you've got to get your arm high and then a straight you've got to go forward in and draw back and he obviously wasn't coached properly yeah or someone whacked him with a paddle or he just yeah or he just fell in and hit his side on the side of the paddleboard which does happen from yeah. time to time well, it, it, in all fairness I and mean, there has been four or five paddleboarding deaths well, this, this yeah. year I mean in all seriousness yeah I mean that but that, that was due to you know raging yeah. torrents um, yeah. and some some bad, the size of some of those waves that they were coming in on in Jersey when I saw the pictures mm-hmm. I mean, that was a bit it looked a bit rough out there but yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles just a quick question for you you know related have you ever had any injuries when you've been wrapped up in neoprene yeah <laughs> <laughs> or the duchess oh, uh, <laughs> none whatsoever to be honest with DP I mean it does beg a belief that uh <laughs> That Eddie Jones picks these slightly obscure bonding activities, doesn't he? Wasn't it? Was it my right? It was 
boxing, the sparring yeah. a couple of years ago. The judo. It was judo. Someone's career, someone ended their career. So this year we was. thought, let's have something quite safe. You know, an inflatable paddleboard, soft, uh, but goodness knows. I mean, you're right. I mean, how you get injured that badly paddleboarding. But it's, it's yeah, yeah, terrible news. Amateurs, amateurs. Well, it was good to see Sinclair. I mean, I think he got through about 69 minutes, although I was a little bit concerned because when you saw him on the bench on the end of the television coverage, he did have uh, ice pack uh, taped to the back of one of his uh, thighs. So let's hope that there isn't a hamstring problem there. Um, but uh, no, we look forward to England versus Australia. Always uh, a great game. Um, well, that's that's nearly it for, for this week, but there are a couple of issues just before we round off. Uh, of course, we'll, we'll we'll slip seamlessly into a bit of current affairs because it's it's been the COP twenty six uh, summit to try and save the planet from uh, uh, global warming. And uh, you know, uh, I'm going to come to to you, Pete. Are, are Bristol Bears doing enough? Because you know, they, we we've had many a season with these recyclable, reusable cups, and we now seem to be back to. Throwaway cups, disgrace. I mean, you know, do they not? Do they, you know, I, I do th- actually genuinely. This does seem a bit of a an odd behind the curve issue here. That regardless of of you know all the world's leaders coming together to highlight the fact that that there is an issue with climate change, it just seemed like a really good thing to do anyway. It was kind of practical. It meant that surely it could speed up. It sped up the. The, the service because you're just handing the cup back and mm-hmm. they just I, I just uh, yeah and it, I, I don't know I, I don't know why it stopped I guess it was a COVID related issue but I mean we you know you give it a good wash afterwards if people leave them it's not that difficult and uh, so I think I think that's something that it, it just highlights this, it because of the, the, the situation and current affairs that I think that needs to get back at the gate sharpish yeah I mean we're at Lee's and you know we're here every week and you know you you do you do wash the cups every week, don't you? I do. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, once yeah. a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, your your thoughts? Yeah, well, I'm gonna. I'm looking at the flip side of this, which is much more interesting for me. Yeah. Was what you say? What Pete said was apart from global issues. No, but I mean, yeah. you'll, you'll, when you listen to this, you will agree, I'm sure. But obviously, these the two pointers that we've got as well. They the old ones came with a handle, didn't they? Mm-hmm. But these ones don't. These oh, throwaway cups. Yeah. So. More in, more importantly, there was a lot of beer spillage. Spillage, yeah. And me and Miles saw a hell of a lot of beer spilled. In fact, one of them well, went my... straight over Miles's kneecaps. <laughs> um, and that's you know, for me, yeah. I, I don't like to see beer spilt anywhere, but down my gullet. So I mean, you know, well, the, well, the, recy- the club needs well, this to address. Proves this. the point. The recyclable two pint handled, whatever it is, it's not glass, but whatever it is, yeah. cup. Is an obvious thing because it's killing. It's it's, it's, it's ticking boxes everywhere. Mm. So bring it back in. Well, yes. it'd, be, it'd be interesting to get a comment from the club because you know you initially think yeah reusable glasses is the way to go. Um, but what we don't know is how recyclable. What what are the plastic cups made of? Are are they of, of something that can be recycled? Well, with, but also what what's the energy and water consumption that you exactly. have if you yeah. have to wash two, three, four thousand mm. cups each week. So it'd be interesting. Mm. Maybe we'll go to the club for a, a, a comment on this. We should go to the uh, the climate change advisor at Ashton Gate. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that, look up, that up, up to see who that is. I have a feeling, you know, if you were going to give it to anyone, when you're talking about climate change, habitat, you know, looking after not only humankind <laughs> on the planet, but also animals... You'd think Brisley would be the natural person to 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 lead on this, but where is he? Where, where is Brisley? Hashtag where's Brisley? We haven't seen him. Anybody seen him this season? No, no. We've seen more of Miles on this pod than we've seen of Brisley. And that's, this season. that says something, Shocker. doesn't it? Shocker. That's, that says something. Do you think he's still on furlough and they forgot about him? <laughs> Fur. Low. Low. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know. That's what I mean, I'm maybe saying. last season he did one too many caterpillars on the pitch and he's just proudly put his back out and uh, <laughs> he, the weight of that big fur head but on his little shoulders we, we miss, is, is just too it's, much. It, it, all seriousness, though, it, it does raise questions because, you know, clearly there's somebody. He's not real, is he? There is somebody. <laughs> <laughs> there is a person inside that bear. 
Now, what's happened to that person? We, we need to know. Because well, I think it could be you know, more than one person as well. It could be, but, there's but, two but is, there a back, <laughs> is there a backstory here that we that we need to know as fans? I mean, you can't just give us a mascot for all these years and then suddenly take it away, take it away and no explanation. I mean, I, an explanation that would have been of sorts mm. is all we want, isn't it? And if, I, if there's a job going... Well, oh, I, I wonder, this is, I'm just throwing this out there, but I just wonder, because you know he used to do a little bit of a mooner, didn't yeah. he? I just wonder if someone maybe got, a, got you know, it caused offence in some way. <laughs> he's, 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 been suspended. Oh, he's been suspended. He's been suspended. <laughs> who, who knows? Or has there been a risk assessment that maybe, you know, if there are multiple people, and, and sorry, kids... Grizzly is real. It is. Oh, real. Don't listen to Uncle Pete. Don't listen to Uncle Pete. He is real. But let, let's just suggest that if it was a costume that various people were in, you know, is there a COVID risk? Potentially, you know, yeah, possible. Do, do, does he have to be turned inside out and deep clean? Wow, I mean, but you know, you've got to adapt. So you have multiple masks. Well, you just give the job. You just give the job as a full time. Give it to a student. I mean, they've got nothing to do, have they? Yeah, or a student. Or, a you use, or you use a real pair. Or you, well, what, yeah. Well, like Paddington or... Yeah. If he's available. Yeah, 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 I, mean, I don't know what his fee's going to be because no. I mean, he's, he's made it now in the movies, hasn't he? But I, think, I do think this is a... This could... This is... We need some sort of explanation about... I mean, you know, if it is a COVID issue, fair play. Yeah. Just need some communication. We just want to know. Because people are asking questions. And when people are asking questions... You know that discontent is rumbling. And you need answers. You need answers. And bears beyond the gate will find them for you. We will. There it is. Um, okay, well, that's it for this show. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review or rating for us on your favourite platform. Uh, we'll be back next week with our review of the Exeter Premiership Cup game and a preview of the next match in the competition uh, away at Worcester. Until then, goodbye, stay lucky, and come on, Briz. <laughs>